are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, what's going on? It's the Locked On Eagles podcast, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. As always, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. I'm Louis DiBiase, one of your two hosts for the day and every day, Monday through Friday, downloaded wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on YouTube, alongside my co-host, Gino Camilleri. It's a Tuesday edition of the show, guys. Again, it's episode number two of five. Download it into your phone. Wherever you get your shows, we're available on YouTube and on Twitter at LockdownBirds, at GC24 underscore football, and at DBLCLOE. If you missed Gino's recap of the Eagles' disappointing loss to the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday. He did a show yesterday that, again, is available wherever you get your shows. It was a great back-and-forth conversation. Um, Gino, just I think you pointed out a lot of good, real things that needed to be said, and unfortunately, they're things we you don't want to hear, but you have to hear. And I think that was a low point, a new low point for this franchise. For the first time in a long time, I felt like – I don't know. Directionless might be the word. It gave me very 2015 vibes that stretch run the game you were at uh, when it was the Miami game, the Tampa Bay game, and the it's Detroit. It's literally the feeling game. I had was right? that Tampa game. Where I'm watching that, that game. game. Yeah. And it's like 30 to 7. That was really the, the score to me. I know they came mm-hmm. back in garbage time and closing the gap as they always do, but that game was pretty much 30 to 7. And watching it, I'm like, for the first time, it felt directionless. Like, where where do you start? Like, what's the fix? Like, where, where is the optimism and the positives you can say, okay, this season is going kind of the way we expected, but we have this, this, and this to look forward to when it comes to the future. And that did not happen yesterday, or I should say on Sunday. And that's just a really crappy feeling because, like, there's differences in rebuilding seasons and losing seasons, right? Use 2015 and 2016 as perfect examples. 2015 felt directionless yet they were 7 and 9. 2016 they were also 7 and 9, but you felt like you had a lot to build on. This year so far, I'm feeling more like the 2015 version of myself as an Eagles fan than 2016. And I hate that. Yeah, I, I didn't really think it was worth getting into any individual performances right. after that game. It really felt like a referendum on the entire organization to mm-hmm. see that type of result. And and I think you're spot on with that, Lou. For the first time since 2015, it's like wh- I th- I thought we were getting that roadmap, and then all of a sudden you left your car window open, and where this yeah. is going back to the days of a physical map, and your <laughs> map is just completely ruined because it's soaking yeah. wet. You don't know what you got at many positions, and now you're saying, where do we go from here once again? And you're left looking at a common denominator in Howie mm. Roseman, which is right. still here, and it's like Lou. We thought we cleaned the slate away last year, and then it's like there's still that guy behind the door that is holding that door shut mm-hmm. for any resurgence here coming into this That's season. That's why it's hard and to then, feel good. Yeah, you know? it, it is, and it's not just it, – it's a lot to do with what situation that we're in because of Howie Roseman, but it goes to – the guys not being prepared after a 10-day layoff. It goes to being out-schemed by a hat. And hats off to the Raiders. They far exceeded my expectations the last two weeks. I think Coach Bisaccia has gotten them on track. But yeah, 
coming off of a thing like that, like you would expect the team to be in a little bit of a disarray and you could kind of catch them off balance. You would hope the Eagles weren't the team that looked like they were in disarray in that situation. Yes, you wanted the Raiders to look like the Eagles and not vice versa, which it happened to play out in that game. And Lou, it's not just that game. Like now it's starting to look at these like garbage time performances and say like, that's what we have to watch. Like we don't get any results between the second and third quarter. They've been outscored nearly two to one between quarters one and three. Right. That goes so much deeper than like just the guys on the field. It's how you set this organization up for success. What is going to be successful or acceptable week in and week out? And if it's not acceptable, where's the accountability? And if the second guy in command or the first guy in command of personnel isn't held accountable. Right. You always it look at the it owner. When, yeah. When you're in a job, right. And your manager, like they're goofing off. It's like, Oh, maybe I can mm-hmm. goof off a little bit more. Like, right. He's not going to be held accountable. The head coach isn't going to be held accountable. Your quarterback isn't going to be held accountable all the way down to the water mm-hmm. boy on the team. It starts from the top down and it really has to change or they're going to get left behind Lou. Like not just this year, they still have pieces to move forward with. But if you just have like all these puzzle pieces and you don't have a picture of said puzzle, you don't know where you're going to go and you're going to be yeah. the New York Jets in a couple of years. And like, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not going to not say that because right now they're playing as well as the worst teams in the NFL, which isn't something you want to be proud right. of. I felt completely hopeless. And that is the unfortunate part. Like, again, there's a difference between losing and, Mm -hmm. you know, there's different ways of losing and you can feel good about it still. And even this year, we knew it was going to be a rebuilding year. And we talked about, you know, finding answers. We knew that's what the season was about, but unfortunately, and I don't think me and you expected all of the answers to turn out in a negative way. Like, Nope, that guy's not the piece. That guy's not the piece. That guy's not a piece. You were hoping it was going to be a mixed bag. And while we didn't expect Jalen hurts to be the guy and that's, coming to fruition we did think some other players in the coaches too as well like i had we had a lot of hope for jonathan gannon and we'll dive deeper into the coaches tomorrow today's more about the overall picture like you said because there's just too much about each individual performance it says more about the organization as a whole than Mm -hmm. each person but we we thought we were going to get some more positive answers and really everything has been confirmed to be negative so far and there's still time you know you're only at the halfway point of the season but um, I just remember on Sunday, even before that game kind of confirmed all of our feelings, even before it, I went into the game feeling like the least excited about watching that team since 2015. Honestly, I had, and I hate that I feel this way because I love this football team, but I had zero desire to watch. And my reasoning was, I feel like Jalen Hurts already, even if he improved, it wasn't going to get to the point where you were convinced he was the guy. I don't think this team's going to make the playoffs. So what more did they really have to accomplish before the offseason? That's where all the real work comes in. It's like, what are we watching for now at this point? Mm-hmm. And that lack of any hope really sucks. And it really does stem from upstairs. And as you said, there's no accountability being held by the owner to the guy that has created this mess. And I think the coaching staff and the quarterback are the perfect example of this. The coaching staff and the quarterback right now look like a complete mess. And that's on Howie Roseman. Was Doug Peterson in the 2020 version, Carson Wentz in the 2020 version, were they the answers? Absolutely not. But to me, why did those guys get to that point? It mostly has to do with the general manager. And right now, Gino, the Eagles are seen as a toxic. I want to know what you think about this. It feels like to me, after seeing a lot of the reports this week and last week and seeing what's happened, that what's transpired the last year, 
the Eagles to me are seen as a toxic place for the two most important spots in football, head coach and quarterback. And that to me is because of Howie Roseman, right? Carson Wentz didn't want to be here anymore. The report is Deshaun Watson won't waive his no trade clause. You think Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson are going to want to come here next year? Brandon Staley, the coach of the year candidate for the Chargers, he turned down an interview with Philadelphia primarily because of Howie. And can you blame him? But how are things, how can you feel like things are going to get better when the two most important things on a football team, the valuable people at those positions, see this organization as toxic. That sucks. Yeah, last year we kind of hit that when is the straw going to break the camel's back territory, you know, and who's going to be the first one to go, and we got our answer. Yeah. But once again, we're in that territory, right? It's like how are you going to be limited in having top candidates for the head coaching position, which right now is an extension of your quarterback if you look at these top teams in the NFL you look at Brandon Staley you look at Sean McVay you have to have that cohesion there and the thing about those franchises as well you look at Indianapolis right you take Frank Reich I think him and the GM and Ballard are on the same page like they understand what's the the mission moving forward even in New York I would say Lou with Sala there now and Joe Douglas even though the result isn't there, I think it's clear mm. where they're going to go, like what they right. want to do. But if you're going to limit yourself in having people even step through the door to take an opportunity, which then could probably turn into losing free agents, losing the undrafted free agent pool in the draft time, mm-hmm. which is huge. It kind of feels like we're at that. When is the camel's back going to break again? I feel like we're there with Howie Roseman because how many times are you going to cycle in a new quarterback with a head coach that clearly doesn't want him, a head coach that clearly wasn't your top choice because others wouldn't take that right. interview because of one guy? And to me, it's easier to throw away like one dude than it is the crowd. You know, like you're going to get you're going to get so many people that don't want to buy in, and buy in comes from everybody because you, you have to because you're already coming in. You have to have a set expectation like I'm going to come in here Mm. and I have to be okay with this power structure with the owner and the general manager being very, very hands-on and that I'm not going to get to say that I could the power within other organizations and quarterbacks and head coaches. It's not the 1980s where the power is set up where the general manager does this, the quarterback does this, the head coach does this. No. I mean, you see what Aaron Rodgers and even Tom Brady, Tom Brady wanted to leave the Patriots for a lot of these same reasons. Aaron Rodgers wanted out of Green Bay this year because he didn't feel like he had a lot of say in this. So that goes a long way. And when you're already at such a disadvantage, you don't have the same options when it comes Mm to quality of candidates as other organizations are going to be. And I just feel, I wish the owner would see that, but unfortunately, and it's not like Lurie hasn't fired close people to him before Andy Reed, Joe Banner, right. but I feel like Howie yeah, Joe Roseman, Banner was his best friend. Like. Right. <laughs> but at the same time, like Howie Roseman is a direct extension of Howie Roseman. Lurie likes to be very hands-on and Howie allows him to do that because Howie's a survivor and that's how he survives. Right. It's kind of this codependent relationship. Uh, I saw the Philadelphia inquirer use that word. And I thought it was perfect to define this. And, I just I go back to the press conference when Doug got fired this offseason and they asked Lurie about Howie's performance and he totally brushed off any sort of accountability. And so right now that's why I feel hopeless because I know eventually it could happen. Lurie's done it in the past. I just I don't know what 
where like if, if last year wasn't good enough wasn't bad enough to fire him what gets you fired it's like the george costanza thing in seinfeld with the yankees he couldn't get himself fired mm-hmm. yeah that's funny I, that i'm actually going through and watching seinfeld and it's like at times say, i'm sorry for our younger listeners i don't know if you get the seinfeld reference but. you're watching <laughs> costanza and you're like man howie roseman like does some of these idiotic things that costanza does like i feel like he would be one of those guys that even if he does get fired he'll show up to the Novacare complex the next right. day and pretend that he wasn't fired <laughs> but lou I, I think that's a great point that there has to be that division like it's a, it comes down to a business. Like, yes, you're good friends. And he's an extension of the owner in Howie Roseman. But at the end of the day, is it the best business decision to be playing with one hand behind your back? Mm-hmm. Having that limitation of that person in power who is only going to choose a candidate in the selection, in the coaching process that isn't going to have that power struggle i.e. going back to Chip Kelly when he lost power, he's never going to let that happen again. So you have this, quote-unquote, it gets to that point. I'm a big fan of going back to like the Viking times, right? It's like you have that ruler who does things so well, and then people start to get fed up with him, fed up Mm -hmm. with him. And you know what they would do back in those days? They would kill that guy. You can't do that in the National Football (laughs) League, but you could get rid of that guy to move forward to better your team and – I hate that the situation that Sirianni's in. Jalen Hurts, I think that's all Howie Roseman's issue. He could deal with that. But Sirianni is playing with both hands behind his back, right? One, he doesn't have his guys. And two, he's in a power struggle where if he even goes to suggest those players, he's probably going to get forced out at some point. Every head coach, the last two have. I mean, Chip actually won, which blows my mind. I mean, I can't believe that. But Doug Peterson, the same thing. Like, eventually, and this is why I posed the question when they first hired Sirianni. It's like, it's, you know, you want to get excited, but is there a shelf life with Eagles coaches? Because Doug Peterson was like Sirianni when he started off, right? When he started his career, he was kind of a yes man. He had no say in personnel, but the more success he had, the less less willing he was to put up with the way things worked there. And so, yeah, same thing with Sirianni. You just wonder with as long as how he is there, if there's a shelf life and you wonder if there's a shelf life and just you're strapped when it comes to quarterback and head coach because of your general manager. Um, Gino, we got to take a break, but that's not the only reason me and you have concerns about Howie. It's also because of the opportunity that present itself this off season when things really matter for the Eagles. And we'll get into that coming up next right here on lockdown Eagles guys. Today's show is brought to you by get upside Eagles fans. We have an incredible app to tell you about everyone who buys gas needs to know about get upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas. Every time they fill up, just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon in cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch the cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Again, just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. 
All right, Eagles fans, Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri. This is your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, uh, Locked on Eagles. And thank you so much for making Locked on Eagles your first listen each and every day. And you know we've got you covered on all things Eagles, but with the trade deadline right around the corner, don't miss our live NFL trade deadline show. Reaction to every move, plus a second half season preview and much more. Catch the show live from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern time, November 2nd on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. Can't wait for that. The Eagles could be big sellers, Gino, next week at the deadline. So we'll have our content for the deadline on Locked On Eagles and Locked On NFL's got you covered next week as well. As for today's edition of the show, Gino and I are getting into just like the big picture and how things feel really bleak right now because we don't know what is enough for Jeffrey Lurie to make a move at the top? And we feel like Howie Roseman, there's a lot of, I mean, as Gino said in segment one, there's a lot of individual things you can talk about is why things are going the way they are. But why those individual things are set up the way they are is because of the guy that's putting it all together, that are that is putting the puzzle pieces together. And they're really not fitting, Gino. And that's why I'm nervous because next year is such a crucial opportunity. You see clearly on defense, especially, how severely lacking you are of young, long-term core pieces. And on offense, really, too, right now. I mean, there's a lot to be excited about with the skill position groups. But outside of that, even on the offensive line, I mean, there's some young pieces. But you don't have a lot of, like, we know this guy's going to be a star for 10-plus years. And so this year is crucial. With 11 picks now you have, potentially three top 10, top 15 picks. I just, I don't want Howie Roseman anywhere near that ammunition considering his track record in the top three rounds. It's a terrifying thought that he might get another chance to build this thing up this year. It doesn't, the 11 picks in their setup right now doesn't come around very often, man. I would say that last off season, I think it would have been a little tougher to kind of reel in a general manager in this situation. Sure. Right? It's like, Okay, you're just coming off of a coaching fire. You moved on from your quarterback. Who knows if you even would have got to that situation if you fired right. the general manager. But now, sitting where this Eagles roster is and the potential that they have, and I had tweeted out this earlier this morning, if there was ever an offseason, Lou, that the Eagles could fire their general manager I love this and tweet, be yeah. one of the more promising, one of the more lick lick lip licking good and mm -hmm. what is it applebee's finger licking good something like that yeah to that point where you're just salivating at this idea that you could come in here and really turn this franchise around you potentially have three first round picks next year four in the next two years you have 11 picks in total in 2022 you have over 50 million dollars in cap in 2022 and potentially near 100 million dollars of cap in 2023 if a general manager was going to come in now with a quarterback situation where you could get out from under the rug, Nick Sariani, it could be a one-and-done situation if they do fire their general manager. You could get out from that. And right. then you once again have a brand-new slate, Lou, for once. I mean, you can't think to, I would say, 2015, funny that we mentioned it, where you had – as limited of a plan to where you could now come in and create this ball of clay. So if I'm a general manager and I'm looking at this and I'm taking stock at all these resumes, right? Mm -hmm. And you have the Philadelphia Eagles to look at. Let's say some of these guys that are in the hot seat. Oh, geez, I don't know. Let's say Cleveland makes a move for an example, right? Or I, I don't know if that would happen, but let's just say it's one of the teams or even Carolina because things mm -hmm. went a little awry, right? Philadelphia is such a promising 
place simply because as a person who is responsible for player personnel, you are going to have every ingredient at your disposal to make whatever type of cake, whatever type of dinner you want and put out this product that is yours. And I would have said last year, even 2019, if you fire Howie and bring in another guy, he's still kind of under that Howie Roseman mold. Mm. But now with the guys that are going to be in free agency, you saw with the amount of cap space that they're going to have, the amount of draft picks, which they still could add more draft picks. I mean, if you add a new general manager, there's a potential you could move Jalen Hurts at the quarterback position, get out from some of these draft picks that maybe weren't what this individual had wanted. And in the next two drafts, if you walk away with 20 plus picks, all this ammunition and cap space, right? You're basically building a brand new team and entering a full rebuild, which as a general manager, if I was going to take that job interview, knowing that I don't have to deal with Howie Roseman anymore and Mm. I can do what I want. That's a dang promising position as well for a head coach if they were to move on from Syria. Well, then that's the tough part, Gino, too, because you're right. You could see a one-and-done kind of scenario if there's like a new Like they did in manager. Arizona, for example, right. when they brought you in want, Cliff Kingsbury. Yes, 100%, because you want your guy. and But that also shows like why last year, too, was ridiculous. If you were going to get rid of Doug Peterson right. and Carson Wentz, you should have just cleaned house entirely with Foresight's 2020. Or no, no, I know. But, know. but me and you at the time were saying that that should have been the case. So it's right. not like we're now saying. We were saying at the time, too, mm-hmm. because we saw this potentially coming where you let Howie pick another head coach. So Sirianni's trying to build up this culture and this new team, right? And then, like, there you're going to have to start all over again next year because a new general manager is like, it just, right. you should have. But but I do see what but you're saying, it, and you're it, right. It's it's the law of like diminishing returns, right? Like, mm. is your return on Howie Roseman, even if you were to cut bait now, going to get any better if you were to hold on to him? Like, what do you mm. expect him to return to you in three to four years when all of these assets would pay off? Or you cut your loss now and you start scratch. Like, put the loss behind yeah. you. Like, okay, Carson's gone, Doug's gone. We have to do the best thing for this franchise today. Today. And it, it, we can't look back. You past can't afford to mess you up. Can't. This you can't afford, you know? you or, or you'll be back three to four no. years, man. With right. this many assets, it, that's. I mean, that's what you have right now. Three top 20, 10 picks. Twenty percent of your active roster in yes. those eleven picks plus yes. free agency. Like you have a lot of turnaround that is going to come in the next two years, mm-hmm. and you still do it under this Howie Roseman identity that has not worked outside of one year that. Even in that year, it was turmoil in that building. Sometimes you just have to find the, the, the leaky wheel and get it, the squeaky wheel, just and not give it. When the, when got, the squeaky wheel is at the yeah. top, man, and it does. Um, I, I think to me, it's not going to happen. I mean, we're saying this should be the time you get out, but. I feel like Roseman's going to get a shot at this. Lurie said that this was a transition year as a rebuild, and he kept Howie as part of that last year, which tells me he's going to get a chance at that rebuild again with these draft picks. And that's a horrifying thought because we were talking in segment one. It's like, what can Howie do to get fired if it wasn't ruining your franchise quarterback and your Super Bowl winning head coach? And a lot of that's on them too. Again, I'm not trying to say Howie is the sole reason for their Mm -hmm. downfalls, but I feel like a lot of what happened last year, the pressure finally caving in and just both of those guys being shells of themselves, a lot of it had to do with the GM and they finally just couldn't overcompensate for that. Um, If that wasn't enough, what is enough to get fired? 
it would be, and I don't want this to happen, but it would be ruining botching this next draft class. And I just, right. I don't want to even give him a chance to mess mm -hmm. it up. I, it's yeah, a terrifying you, you, thought. You don't want to play with fire. Like no. you seriously don't want to play with fire. I don't fire want to be right in this scenario. I don't be like, yes, watch how we yeah. do this and I'll prove you what I've always thought. No, what we're saying, no it, it, we're not trying to get a guy fired or do that, like ruin a guy's livelihood. Like we're just trying to do the best. It's our the logo right there. The Eagles logo that we're all wearing. We're going to be here. Before Howie Roseman, after Howie Roseman, we're going to be right. watching this team for the rest of time. As envious as we are, seeing some of our boys, our former guys, thrive, like we're, we we're stuck here with this team. Yeah, exactly. And we we want what is best for this organization. And if it's losing the well being of one individual to better everybody else and put everybody else in a better situation. I'm totally for that, Lou. And and I look at this and this conversation we're having, you and I, Jeffrey Lurie needs to be having with himself. Yeah. It's like I agree. Okay. I look at Brandon Staley. I read that report. Okay, maybe that is an issue. Why didn't Brian Dable want to take an interview with us? Why didn't XYZ want to come here and Why talk? Why doesn't or a quarterback that has 20 plus allegations against him? not want to come here. Even that guy that shouldn't have any leverage in the world doesn't mm -hmm. want to waive his no trade clause to come to Philadelphia. Yeah. That, that, that's a that's a fair point. And and, and I believe that not that I want Watson. I'm just saying it's like right. it just goes to show the and state of this team right now. Speak of which there apparently is a deal put together between Miami and Houston that is accepted, quote unquote, that did that just break Yes, within the last eight minutes from Barry Jackson at Fles at, at Florida Sports Biz. Oh my goodness! Uh, Houston Chronicle reports: Dolphins and Texans have agreed to a trade terms on Deshaun Watson, but Dolphins want his legal issues resolved before consummating a deal. In quotations. Good luck with that. Okay, so Chronicle suggests Ross <laughs> wants clarity from Goodell on length of suspension. In right. parentheses, good luck with that. But you're right, Lou. I mean. You go into this offseason, you hear the speculation of Aaron Rodgers wanting out, or even a player like Devontae Adams, right? If mm -hmm. Devontae had his first choice and you have all these assets and he could choose where to wave his no-trade clause and he's looking at Philadelphia, I guarantee you he's not picking Philadelphia. There's no way. No. There's no way with the current state Why of would this you? franchise. Why would you? When you see what happened with Carson Wentz, when you see, if I'm Brandon Staley, why would I want to go to a place where a head coach won you your first championship, makes the playoffs three years in a row, overcompensates, and, and kind of you know gets through a lot of tough things that most coaches yeah. couldn't, same thing with the quarterback. Why would you want to go there? There is zero reason for this situation. This situation is not attractive. It is mm. not sexy in any way. And that's why you have to hire, not that I don't like Nick Sirianni, but you have to hire specific kinds of people because of the situation that you refuse to right. change. And that's why this is going to stay the way it is. It's why there's a sense of hopelessness right now, because you, a lot of us do not feel like that is going away anytime soon. And um, that's uh just not a fun feeling. Gino, we got one more break to hit and we'll continue to wrap this up coming up next on this Tuesday edition of Locked on Eagles. And Lou, honestly, if I could put a wager on who would be the next general manager of the right. Philadelphia Eagles or when would Howie Roseman be fired? You know where I'd put that bet in? I think I do. Online. Yeah, of course you do. BetOnline.ag is back and better than ever. Of course, it's the start of basketball season. Lou, I know you're loving the NBA start so far. It's been Always. super exciting. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all your basketball and football action this season. 
head to their new updated desktop or a mobile website to sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using that promo code locked on. It's in the logo above our heads for all our fans watching on YouTube. And for those listening, it's L O C K E D O N from basketball, football, baseball, and postseason baseball world series is starting up here today. NHL boxing UFC for myself. I'm always betting on soccer across the pond. You could go play your favorite Vegas casino games like myself, where I put 24 down on roulette, every single draw that I play, go to bet online. You could do all that creative player props that we do every single week, week here on LOE three bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts guys today's show is also sponsored by rockauto.com save time and money when using rock auto why choose to spend 30 50 even 100 percent more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership when you have rock auto they're a family business they've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years online and their prices are reliably low for every customer and they have everything you could need brake parts tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your class Classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Head over to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car, or your truck, and make sure you're right down locked on L O C K E D O N in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, guys, Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri, the host of Locked on Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, wrapping up this Tuesday edition of the show. And Gino, we're talking about Howie Roseman and our fear of what he could be running this offseason with that ever so crucial 2022 NFL draft, where now you have 11 draft picks because of last night's trade. I mean, you got a fifth. Uh, this is the one thing, like how he does with <laughs> trades he's he very makes me good. so angry man because he you. does have this down and um like chip kelly was kind of right when he called him a cap guy and he's a good trade guy he's creative there are things about howie roseman that are positive that helped you win a championship a lot of those trades that year for jay ajayi ronald darby uh timmy jernigan those were huge i mean he did it again last night he gets a sixth round pick that's conditional from the jets for joe flacco like you based on playing time that could turn into a fifth I mean, you got Quez Watkins in the fifth round a couple of years ago or a sixth six, in the brother. sixth round. So, I mean, you got Gardner Minshew for a six. Right, You're going right. to tell me that Joe Flacco was worth more than That's Gardner Minshew. That's incredible. I can't believe that he got that pick, but I just like, I want him to get us that pick. And now I, someone else make the pick. You know, there's 11 yeah. now you have next year, four in the top three rounds. Let someone new that hasn't wrecked this team multiple times build it up. And it's just such a nice opportunity to start fresh and, God, do you need it after what we've been watching the last few weeks and what we've been going through the last year? Yeah, let's just cut this down to like what it is really. Like imagine you go to work every day and you have to look over your shoulder at somebody who's in a position of power. I literally left a job because of this, that somebody mm -hmm. shook my hand, told me I would get a promotion, and then a year and a half later, never got a promotion, and they tried to keep you down and they tried to do everything to make themselves look better while putting you down. Sounds familiar, huh? Howie yeah. Roseman. We see this parade of all this stuff coming out good about Howie Roseman. The last couple days from the Eagles PR, they know what we are talking about. They understand the situation going on in that building. It's do they have the gall to pull the plug? And for the betterment of this franchise, it's time. 
Because Lou, like you said, if things would have went right and we got answers and like, okay, Nick Sirianni's scheme does look okay with these guys. Or Jalen Hurts is the guy. Yeah, or not even is the guy or isn't the guy. Like, just gets an answer. Right, right. We're not getting answers. Like, we don't know what is the right next move. We're playing chess, and we've never played chess before. Like, we're thinking it's checkers. We don't know where the guys move. We don't know that a pawn can only go one That's state. depressing to hear you say that, you know, because I for the last three years, we've used that saying a lot, and it was in the opposite way. We felt like and we, we were, were playing fooled. chess. We were fooled, dude. We were fooled because we read these reports. We hear what's going on in there, and I, you know, I'm somebody that still gives Howie Roseman credit for some of the things that he does, and I'm even regretting some of the things that I say right. because I'm going to bat for this guy. People are going to bat for this guy. And saying he's done an okay job. And then even your owner of the team is saying this. And he has to realize and look himself in the mirror and understand that being self-aware is the greatest asset you can have. And to not be self-aware enough to know that Howie Roseman is limiting you. And let's go back to 2015, Lou, when you're hiring a new coach. It should have been right in the right in the writing when they signed, hired Doug Peterson what that meant. What mm-hmm. kind of coach Doug Peterson was? Guy who doesn't have much experience. He's a yes man. Why is Howie doing this? Because he doesn't want to get usurped once again. And sometimes- right. and then winning a Super Bowl built up. It was a combination of that insecurity from the chip thing right. with an ego was just a deadly combination. And with everybody hyping him up, he fed into that and it kind of created an even bigger monster. Yeah, and then we, we go back and look, right? Like the Golden Tate trade, for example. Like you're giving out assets because you think you're at a better point than you are because you're trying to, quote-unquote, play a role as this individual who's making this product. You're polishing up an old bike that's rusty by just putting spray paint on it. You're not really making the blemishes go away. They're still there behind the scenes. Even though we might not see them, it would be naive of us to say otherwise you had other guys doing a really good job of covering them up and then those guys decided we don't want to cover them up anymore that's where i stand at least with it yeah i'm at that point too lou and we're gonna see we got what 11 more games here before 10 more games now 17 before the end of the season i don't think a a move would happen prior to the end of the season it would probably come early off season like early february you would probably see a move made but right now we're left to see what can we salvage up. I, I think we're at that point. Like, okay, if we are going to kind of hunker down and move forward next year with somebody new, who wants to be a part of that plan? Who wants Absolutely. to be a part of this franchise? At the end of the day, you're playing in Philadelphia. You know what it takes. Show up to work, do your job, play hard football, and make sure you're just giving back to the city of Philadelphia. And if those guys don't want to be here, they don't want to play in this environment. And Howie Roseman doesn't want to give this city the opportunity to get a fair and competing team out there each and every week. I think it's a disservice to the team. It's a disservice to the coach. It's a disservice to everybody that supports and buys tickets week in and week out. And this is a referendum on the team. Enough is enough. We have to look ourselves in the eye. And say this isn't 2016, 17, 18, 19, 20 anymore. We are in uncharted waters. Where do we go from here? We're sitting out in the middle of the Pacific. We got to find a way back to land. Who's going to be our captain? 
I don't want it to be Howie Roseman. I don't either. And we'll continue to see how it transpires in 2021 right here on Lockdown Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, guys. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day through the good and the bad. You guys do show up every day with us Monday through Friday. We always appreciate it. We're available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube as well. Also on Twitter, hit us up at Lockdown Birds, at GC24 underscore football, and at DBLCLOE. We'll be back tomorrow, Thursday and Friday as well. Until then, for my co-host Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. This has been Lockdown Eagles. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And let's go Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.